Welcome to A Great Big City News, episode 35. Today, the Trump Tower climber and a subway hero. I am Trace Gilton, founder of A Great Big City. The goats that were brought in to clean up Riverside Park are taking a summer vacation. The original flock was brought into the park in May and was narrowed down from 24 to 18 goats after they cleaned out the weeds too quickly. And now the group will be meeting back up at their farm in Rhinebeck, New York, while the weeds are allowed to regrow a bit on the steep slopes at Riverside Park that they were tasked with maintaining. As part of their going-away party, the Riverside Park Conservancy honored Massey the goat with an award for receiving the most votes in an online contest. The 166-pound, 10-year-old goat is the oldest of the bunch and received a bouquet of edible flowers as a prize. Watch for the goats to return later in the summer when they will be back for a second round of snacking on the invasive plants that will further weaken them and ensure they don't have the energy left to regrow again. In July, one day before the anniversary of Eric Garner's death, the Department of Justice, now overseen by Trump-appointed Attorney General William Barr, announced that they will not pursue civil rights charges against Officer Pantaleo, who was seen in a video putting Eric Garner in a chokehold during his arrest. Immediately after, the NYPD was quick to point out that their own internal disciplinary case against Pantaleo had not concluded. And on August 2nd, an NYPD judge ruled that the officer should be fired due to his use of a chokehold when attempting to arrest Eric Garner a tactic that is prohibited by NYPD policy and was listed by the city medical examiner as a contributing factor in Garner's death. Although the ruling is preliminary, Pantaleo was suspended effective immediately after being kept employed in administrative duty during the five years since Eric Garner's death. The announcement came days after de Blasio was heckled by protesters demanding he fire Pantaleo during the second Democratic presidential primary debates in Detroit. In response, he continued to claim that justice would be served in the next 30 days. Fellow Democratic candidate Kirsten Gillibrand had a more decisive answer. You heard earlier Mayor de Blasio respond to Secretary Castro on the question of why the police officer who killed Eric Gardner is still on the NYPD. Was that response adequate? Please respond. No, he should be fired. He should be fired now. Eric Garner's mother. And I can tell you, when you've lost your son, when he begged for breath, when you know because you have a video, when you know he said, I can't breathe, so many times over and over again, when you know he used an illegal chokehold, that person should be fired. And as, as I was, if I was the mayor, I'd fire him. But as president, I would make sure that we had a full investigation, that the report would be made public. And if I wasn't satisfied, we would have a consent degree. I want to bring in Senator Harris now. De Blasio has been polling between 0 and 1% among likely voters. The NYPD's decision will now make its way to NYPD Commissioner O'Neill, who will decide whether to fire Pantaleo in the upcoming weeks. Corey Johnson released a statement saying, quote, This decision is long overdue. It should not have taken five years to determine what the public clearly understood in five minutes. Officer Pantaleo used an illegal chokehold on Eric Garner, which ultimately led to his death. Now Police Commissioner O'Neill must act. Pantaleo must be fired immediately. Nothing will bring back Mr. Garner, but I hope this decision gives the Garner family some peace. Unquote. 
15 years ago, on August 3rd, 2004. The pedestal of the Statue of Liberty reopens for the first time since the September 11th attacks. After the attacks, the statue and the island had been closed to visitors and was being upgraded to adhere to greater security procedures, including additional fire exits. By December 2001, the island reopened, but only for visitors to explore around the base of the statue while the interior spaces were off-limits. When the pedestal reopened in 2004, there were modifications for visitors to explore the museum displays and the interior of the pedestal, and to view the statue through a piece of glass blocking the entrance to the statue itself. The pedestal was America's contribution to display the gift of the statue from France, and was completed in 1886 after a lengthy fundraising process and one year after the statue had been shipped to the city. You may not think of the city as harboring invasive insects, but arborists from the National Department of Agriculture have been inspecting trees in Brooklyn and Queens for Asian longhorn beetles. The beetles are thought to have originally traveled to the United States in 1996 in wooden shipping pallets, and now they threaten trees across the city. Inspectors search for the telltale signs of round holes in the wood of the tree where adult beetles emerge in late July. Keep an eye out for the signs of beetle infestation on your local trees. They create deep, round holes big enough for a pencil to fit in and leave a collection of sawdust below the holes. The beetles themselves are about one and a half inches long, mostly black with specks of white, and have distinctive blue stripes on their legs and long striped antennae. If you find a tree or a piece of wood that may have been infested, call the Asian Longhorn Beetle Tip Line at one 866 702-9938 or email foresthealth at dec.ny.gov Nine years ago on August 9, 2010 Upon landing at JFK a JetBlue flight attendant announces that he is quitting his job and exits the jet via the emergency evacuation slide taking two beers with him. Stephen Slater claimed that his quick exit followed a confrontation with a passenger, but no one aboard the plane at the time corroborated his story. His dramatic resignation turned Slater into an ironic folk hero, but passengers interviewed later said that he was mostly rude during the short flight from Pittsburgh. His lawyer later claimed that what had driven Slater's anger had been an incident before takeoff when he was hit in the head as passengers were loading luggage into the overhead bins. Slater received a sentence of one year's probation, community service, and was fined $10,000 to reimburse JetBlue for the cost of repacking the emergency slide. Forty-two years ago, on August 10, 1977, David Berkowitz is taken into custody. He is charged with eight Son of Sam murders that took place from 1976 to 1977, and he was apprehended one year and one week after beginning his killing spree. Berkowitz was captured after receiving a parking ticket near his final attempted shooting. Officers found a rifle, ammunition, and maps of crime scenes in Berkowitz's car. When Berkowitz was arrested, police found notebooks in his apartment, where he also claimed a string of arsons that had occurred across New York City. After being found fit to stand trial, Berkowitz was sentenced to six consecutive 25-year prison terms, the maximum for each of the six people he killed. 
Despite his sentence, he still regularly comes up for parole, being denied each time. Three years ago, on August 10th, 2016, a man partially climbs Trump Tower. 19-year-old Stephen Rogata from Virginia used large suction cups to slowly climb the windows of Trump Tower for over three hours, climbing from a terrace on the fifth floor to the 21st floor of the 58-story building before NYPD ESU officers had to break through large panes of glass to pull him inside. Rogata gave no explanation for his actions, saying only that he wanted to speak with the then-presidential candidate. He was found to have changed his name from Michael Joseph Ryan and was described by those who knew him in high school as quiet and a member of the Young Republicans Club, who had volunteered at a Republican nonprofit in Fairfax, Virginia. In a YouTube video uploaded the day before his climb, Rogata describes himself as a, quote, independent researcher seeking a private audience with Trump to discuss an undisclosed matter, unquote. And he says he climbed the tower to get Trump's attention. He would plead guilty to reckless endangerment and disorderly conduct and be sentenced to undergo medical health treatment and stay away from Donald Trump for one year. And finally, thanks go out this week to Eric Boyo, an MTA subway operator for 27 years who stopped his train to help a woman on the tracks this week. As he approached Fulton Street Station on the G-Train line, He noticed people on the platform waving their arms. Seeing that something must be wrong, he slowed his train early and then spotted a woman on the tracks. He stopped the train and opened the door at the front of the train to speak with the woman and ended up helping her back onto the platform. Whether the woman intended to be struck by the train or had just fallen was unclear, but onlookers praised Eric for remaining calm and showing compassion during the rescue. According to the MTA, The recommended way to flag down an oncoming train during an emergency situation is to light your cell phone's flashlight and wave it side to side while facing the train. Coming up next on The Great Big City. This woman bought what she thought was a watermelon, but you won't believe what happened next. Coming up. Would you like to enable desktop notifications? I said no already. Coming up next. Homeowners in Oswego, New York can't believe this one weird trick. Other news websites are quick to trick their readers with clickbait headlines and undercover ads, but a great big city is dedicated to keeping the news straightforward and factual. If a great big city has kept you informed over the years, make a contribution at agreatbigcity.com slash support. And if you're a local business, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to view rates and learn more. Would you like to enable desktop notifications? Oh, not again. Park of the Day. Half Nelson Playground. Long Nelson Avenue in the Bronx. Named for being halfway down Nelson Avenue, Half Nelson Park features playground equipment built to resemble optical illusions. In upcoming events, this Saturday, the Department of Transportation will close down streets in Midtown for summer streets from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m., from 72nd Street down Park Avenue into the Brooklyn Bridge. The streets will be emptied out and made available to bicycles and pedestrians, with events and activities all along the route. At Foley Square downtown, 
A large group will attempt to break the Guinness World Record for simultaneous people doing a handstand, which currently stands at 399 people. At 51st Street, the Asia Society will be offering free temporary tattoos, and along Center Street downtown, you can take a ride on a 30-foot-tall zip line. Now let's see where our robot friend will be zipping off to this weekend on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming week. Barbara Streisand is playing Madison Square Garden on Saturday, August 3rd. Revolution is playing the rooftop at Pier 17 on Saturday, August 3rd. Soccer Cousins, Hurry, and Mount Sharp are playing Transpecos on Saturday, August 3rd. Steve Gunn and Hand Habits are playing Industry City Courtyard on Saturday, August 3rd. Bad Religion and The Explosion are playing Brooklyn Steel on Saturday, August 3rd. Jenny Kern is playing Rockwood Music Hall on Saturday, August 3rd. Barry Manilow is playing Lund Fontana Theatre in Midtown on Sunday, August 4th at 7 p.m. The Rolling Stones, Lucas Nelson, and Promise of the Real are playing MetLife Stadium on Monday, August 5th. Tyler Childers is playing Webster Hall on Monday, August 5th. X-Hex and Mac DeMarco are playing Prospect Park Ben Shell on Tuesday, August 6th. Keen is playing the Bowery Ballroom on Tuesday, August 6th. Hebrew and Dolly Spartans are playing the Mercury Lounge on Tuesday, August 6th. Queen with Adam Lambert is playing Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, August 6th at 8 p.m. Guster and Rebel Bucket are playing Rumsey Playfield in Central Park on Thursday, August 8th at 6 p.m. The Marked Men, Bug, Career Suicide, Creatoras, and Savage Heads are playing Brooklyn Bazaar on Friday, August 9th. David Cook is playing Sony Hall on Friday, August 9th. And Hootie and the Blowfish and the Bare Naked Ladies are playing Madison Square Garden on Saturday, August 10th at 7 p.m. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. Here's something you may not have known about New York. The striped bass was declared the New York State marine or saltwater fish in 2006 in reference to their seasonal presence in the tidal portion of the Hudson River and the coastal waters around Long Island. Extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history, a record high of 104 degrees on August 7, 1918, and a record low just a few years earlier, 54 degrees on August 8, 1903. Weather for the week ahead, Partly cloudy for the weekend, with light rain possible in the middle of next week. Temperatures remain in the 70s and 80s. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City, or email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Pocket Cast, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit our podcast site to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Our intro and outro music is Start the Day by Lee Rosphere, and the concert calendar music is from jukedeck.com. Thanks for being part of a great big city.